Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Bit tired. Lots going on at the moment. How are you? Yeah, similar. And uh, I think the way I could describe it, Law, is I feel a bit full up, actually, with stuff. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are feeling the same based on the conversations I've had. And you know what? In, In light of our topic that we have this month on to be human is to be different, what I think happens as a consequence when people feel a bit full up and, you know, there's not much capacity left is that ability to try and keep fitting in to either an environment that really isn't your true calling and you know don't particularly enjoy what you're doing becomes increasingly tricky so I think as the marathon of change rumbles on it's actually caused people to look at their life and kind of review is what I do (laughs) does it make me happy because if it doesn't then work almost has a double toll doesn't it not only have you got to work but it's hard work to be able to do it. So I've had a number of conversations with people who are actually made some pretty big decisions about um, can I actually, in my way that in when I work, rather than trying to fit in all the time into some kind of pattern that I feel like I have to, can I be the real me? <laughs> can I actually work in a way that brings out my best self? So I think it's going to be really inspiring to listen to this week's guest, who's the wonderful Sarah Adjapondwedu, who in her role as global leadership trainer for a large multinational company, she really relishes this idea of bringing out your best self, unlocking your superhero and playing to those strengths. So you had some time with her this week, didn't you, Debs? I did. And it was a great conversation, Law. And um, we talked about being unapologetically you um, and whoever you are, whoever you want to be, it's your choice. And it was a great conversation. So I hope you enjoy listening in, Law. Hi, Sarah. It's really good that you could join us today for um, this episode of what we're talking about on our podcast. So I'm delighted that you've been able to join us and to share your own experiences and your own thoughts and feelings about this really amazing topic about being you and that that's okay. So Sarah, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, thank you so much, Debs, for having me. Um, A little bit about me. I um, have an obsession with self-care and beauty products and probably always have, um, even as a little girl. And so I've been in the cosmetic beauty industry uh, probably like 16 years now. Uh, My career started off as a makeup artist. And I always say I probably did that as a rebellious thing because my mother wouldn't allow me to wear makeup in high school. And so I thought, no, I'll become a makeup artist. Um, And this was actually before the times of YouTube and self-taught and all of that. So I went to school for makeup artistry and special effects, which was a lot of fun. And I freelanced for a lot of years as a contractor. Um, And then I worked with a number of different cosmetic companies as their training and development within product. And my career has actually done this fantastic thing where it's evolved and transitioned into more of a leadership and development. So I've got that product piece, you know, how to sell the 
product, how to talk about product, but also now um, a little bit more into how do you grow and develop your people? Because uh, it's one thing to sell amazing product and to talk about it, but if you don't have great leaders, that really can affect amazing people and their growth in their career. And I've been super fortunate to have some amazing leaders in my career, and that's really helped me to develop. So I now am the Global um, Leadership Academy trainer for the Body Shop at Home. And so I primarily work on leadership development. Yeah. Wow. And when you started off as I love the fact that you said you rebelled because you weren't allowed to wear makeup. I think that's so brilliant. And then when you ended up being an MUA, what were some of the things that you learned then that are still relevant for you today? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that I learned at a really kind of beginning stage in my career was to trust your gut and to take risks. Yeah. And I think that you know, oftentimes we're taught to not take risks or to really know the outcome before you take a risk. And you don't, you know, sometimes you just have to be gutsy and try something. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. You pivot, you've learned something that you can take somewhere else. Yeah. You know, when you're starting off, that confidence is really hard. Because you weren't allowed to wear makeup. I think that's so brilliant. And then when you ended up being an MUA, what were some of the things that you learned then that are still relevant for you today? Yeah, you know, I think... One of the things that I learned at a really kind of beginning stage in my career was to trust your gut and to take risks. And I think that, you know, oftentimes we're taught to not take risks or to really know the outcome before you take a risk. And you don't, you know, sometimes you just have to be gutsy and try something. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. You pivot, you've learned something that you can take somewhere else. So I remember when I was, um, oh gosh, I would have been like maybe 23 years old. Um, and I got this amazing job to work with this American beauty company. And I was going to be a traveling trainer and also opening stores. And I was super excited. Um, but you know, sometimes you step into shoes that are a little bit too big for you. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I've done, done that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the role was really uh, probably advanced for where I was, but I learned a lot and learned really quickly. And there was a lot of challenging moments. And I know that there was one time and I had a lot of driving with this job and Canada is quite big. So you can imagine, you know, and I remember one time I was driving to Montreal. I live in Toronto. So it's about a six hour drive. And there was a snowstorm and I had gotten stuck on the road. And I just remember like sobbing and being like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) And just kind of having to like put your big girl panties on in that yeah. moment and say like, wipe the tears, get unstuck, figure out how to get to your destination. And I remember after that trip, you know, I had such a great training with the team and driving home and feeling this sense of empowerment and this, like, I can do anything if I believe in myself. And I just think, you know, when you're starting off, that confidence is really hard. And oftentimes you're put into these challenging situations to build that confidence. And so I think instead of trying to run away from those tough conversations or or situations, we really need to lean into them because that's where your growth as a leader even becomes. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think empowering people and yourself as well, which is really important. And going back to your self-care piece, and I know one of the things that Laura talked to me about was a statement you say, you know, whoever you are, whoever you want to be, which I absolutely loved that statement when she told me about it. And it's resonated with her. So obviously, you know, she was sharing that back with us as well. Um, so how do, how do you encourage that bit around whoever you are, whoever you 
you want to be. How do you actually go about encouraging that? And, you know, and therefore, what does it mean to you? You know, I think as a leader, you know, and you really have to listen to your team and look for things that are said and things that are not said, you know, and really coach and develop. And coaching is a really hard thing to do because, you know, you have to kind of, you know, point out, hey, you said this, or, you know, I, I've heard you a number of times mention this and and really help people. Because I think in society, we're often forced into buckets. And if we don't fit that bucket, we feel like what's wrong with me. And, you know, I can say, you know, with my journey, first of all, I'm a woman, I'm a woman of color. I come from an interracial family and I also am dyslexic. So off the bat, I wasn't fitting in any bucket. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, you don't fit in. So I had to embrace that and be like, I'm different. You know, I'm loud. I love to joke. I'm not very formal. I'm not as buttoned up as my mom probably would like. Oftentimes she rolls her eyes and goes, oh God, Sarah. (laughs) Did you really (laughs) say that? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But I think to be... To have self self care, you have to be unapologetically you, and you really have to lean into that. Which sometimes means you have to accept that, like the good, bad, and the ugly. This is who I am. And also, just picking up on that point around that is, you know, as you said, I love that that you know you didn't fit into anybody's buckets, which I think is brilliant. So, if you were to give some advice to somebody who wants to try and fit in in inverted commas, you know, what advice would you share with them? You know, I would say for me, something that really kind of help change my mindset is if it's not making me happy, then why am I doing it? And I think oftentimes we forget that happiness is a huge part of your life and it should be, you know, yes, life can be hard. And, you know, even as a leader, there's things that you have to do that you don't really like that often. Okay. That's fair. Right. Like I also don't like cleaning the toilets, but it's something that needs to be done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if I had to do that all day, every day, I probably would be very, not a very unhappy person. So I think doing things, tasks, careers, anything, it has to make you happy. And if it's not making you happy, then you have to ask yourself why and what would make you happy. And I think even the role of leadership, you know, sometimes I find people get thrusted into that role, but yeah. they don't, some people don't want it. Yeah, that's you know, true. They, they, they just, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to say, I actually don't want to do that because it makes me feel anxious or I don't enjoy it. Or, you know, that's a part too, as a leader that you have to be really honest about instead of saying it's what I should do, or I've been here, you know, really a long time in the company. So I'm been kind of thrusted into this role or whatever the case may be. Like, whatever you do, does that make you happy? Does it create excitement? Why do you think people are searching at the moment to either fit in or be de- seen to be doing the right thing um, in their either in their leadership role or just as humans? What What do you think is going on at the moment, in your opinion? I think um, the world is going through a huge transition. You know, I think. COVID definitely made everyone stop and and look at where there are gaps in their life. And so I think this has put a magnifying glass on everything, right? So that's one. I think, you know, when we talk about inclusivity, you know, it's like you said, it's not a new topic. And some of the challenges here aren't new at all, right? But I think what's happening is people that had never had to think about it or didn't experience discrimination are now seeing it because it's all over social media, it's more accessible and it's we're amplifying the voices that haven't often been heard. Yes. So it's hard to ignore. I mean, yeah. it's everywhere, right? Yeah, it's it everywhere. Is. Yeah. So I think 
companies have don't have a choice to turn a blind eye because it's being screamed at from every rooftop. So we have to talk about it as a society, you know, and I think there's a responsibility within an organization. I think there's this responsibility, the people that are within that organization, and then there's a personal responsibility, right? Because it's everybody has to contribute to this in order for it to actually become, for change to actually happen, right? And, and I think oftentimes people think diversity and inclusivity means, oh, I've got a diverse team. I've got people of different ages, of different genders, of different races, of different, you know, um, abilities. So my team's diverse. No, there needs to be a diverse and inclusive mindset in that team and also from the leader. And that's very different. You can have, you can hire inclusively saying, oh yeah, everybody can work here, but are you also catering to the needs of different people? And that's, I think, a conversation that we're not quite there yet. I think people are just trying to, understand that we need to have more diversity in, in, in rooms. And I think companies are getting called out for things. You know, we're seeing a lot of with, you know, within the fashion industry, within makeup industry, where people have had campaigns that are offensive to other cultures or that are culture appropriation and you're getting, you know, they're getting called out. And so when that happens, you're thinking, well, who was in that room, that decision room, and if there was a lack of representation, then this is why this happened. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose in your role where you're, you know, you influencing people all the time in those rooms, in the training, in all the delivery you're doing, how do you start to get people recognising what's going on and getting them to wake up, if you like, and take notice of this? So how are you doing that? The main thing is is saying it and and not getting tired of saying it, you know, and I think sometimes this can be the challenge. Like I said, I'm a woman of color. I've experienced, you know, lots of sometimes barriers because of that in, in life. And sometimes you get tired of saying it because you're like, isn't it obvious? Like, come on guys, like, hello. Right. But <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you don't say anything, yeah. then guess what? nobody says anything. Yeah. So you have to, I think for me, what's helped or how I've been able to influence um, is by is by saying it and having, and it's scary. Like I will be completely transparent and say, it's uncomfortable for anybody in that room when you have to say, Hey, I don't think this is appropriate or Hey, there's a lack of representation or Hey, there's whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and having to have that conversation, especially when it's around race, I think it's very, people get very defensive. It's heated. It's highly emotional, you know? And so, and, and as it should be right. And it's, it's, it's a heavy topic. Yeah. But I think sometimes having the courage to say, I am going to talk about the uncomfortableness because there needs to be somebody that voices it. And if I'm the only person in the room that has a different perspective, that I have to say that perspective. You know, for example, I, I'm dyslexic. And yes. whenever I was dating, I mean, I'm engaged now, but when I would date, it was a daunting factor that I had to disclose it to my partner because there's genuinely times where I may need them to help me with spelling or, Hey, yeah. you know, we're driving on the highway. What does that sign say? Or even just reading the menu. There's times where sometimes I would have those issues, things, something's in cursive writing. It's hard for me to, yeah. to decipher what it's saying. And, and I would feel embarrassed and I would feel like, Oh, I've got to do this again. And, and so, I mean, there's relationships where I just never said anything. And mm. then I struggled in silence. And I think that's what happens sometimes is people yeah. don't say it. 
And that's really sad, isn't it? I, I, my heart goes out to them go, what, what stopped? I'm always intrigued as to go, what stopped you from saying something in the first place? And it's that bit that I suppose links into you know, that term that gets me, you know, be your own superhero, you know. And, and what would that take? You talk about put your big girl pants on, um, <laughs> a bit Wonder Woman-ish, which I love that. I just had that picture come into my head. But what again, what advice would you give, I suppose, to people to step in and speak, but also for those to encourage that space as well? What would you, what would you say is the best approach? Like I said, I've been fortunate. I've had some great leaders in my life. I've also had some that weren't so great, right? And what I would say is when I've had a really supportive manager or a leader, I have felt very empowered to step out uh, you know, and 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 make that risk or or have that risk and kind of take that chance. And so I think as a leader, you know, if you create an inclusive, safe space where you're willing to receive feedback, and that's hard as a leader, right? Because it means you may have made a poor choice or not made someone feel comfortable or not had an inclusive mindset. So I think first off is, as the leader, you have to be open to hearing that. And then you have to ask, so how do we make this more inclusive? Or how do I support you in making it more aware or whatever the case may be, right? And then as the individual that's kind of stepping out, I think you have to process your own emotions first before sometimes you advocate. Because when you're really upset, it's hard to get your words out. I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you've been maybe in an argument and you're like half words, you and the kitchen and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I'd said that or, yeah, <laughs> we do all the time, yeah. yeah. Afterwards, like, and there was something else I should have said yeah. and it's too late to call them back and say and another thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think when you kind of process your emotions, sometimes that means taking a step back and taking a beat. And I do that all the time. Sometimes a situation will happen in a meeting and I know I'm not in the right place to address this. So I need a day to process my feelings and come back and say, actually, this is what I think you know, and I think that's okay. We should give ourselves that permission. Um, sometimes you don't have that opportunity. It's in the moment you need to say something and that's fine. Uh, but I think, you know, allowing yourself to gather your thoughts and really be clear on, on what you want to say is helpful to feel confident in that moment. And then the other piece I think sometimes is taking the chance and then really being okay with how you feel afterwards. Mm, yeah, that's a good, good point. How do we ensure or start to help, if you like, help people to see beyond this being perfect or having to fit in or not say anything because I might be ostracized or somebody might not like what I say? How can we, you know, how can we really help people be their own superhero in that moment? What would, again, you know, what would help people? Um, I love the fact you're talking about own your emotions, process them first. I think that's really valuable. Um, And you talked a lot about that empowerment piece. Mm -hmm. So again, what does that mean for people? One of the things about being your own superhero is knowing your own superpower. Yeah. You know, you really need to like hone in on like, what is it? And sometimes your superpower may be something that other people's quote as a, as a not good thing. Okay. And I'll give you an example. I'll use myself. I always, in every (laughs) parent teacher interview and every report card, it said, Sarah talks too much. (laughs) Every time Sarah disturbs the class, Sarah makes too many jokes in class, Sarah, you know, is very boastful, has a lot of opinions. And you know what? It was viewed as a negative thing. And my parents viewed it as a negative thing. You know, why can't you just behave and listen? That's actually my superpower. And when I leaned into that and realized 
that's what actually makes me a great leader because I can advocate for people. I'm creative. I'm not shy. I do stand up comedy on the side. So the joking thing helps <laughs> to bridge another career. Brilliant. <laughs> you know? So, but it was viewed oftentimes by society as a, as a bad thing. And so I had to unlearn that for myself, that this is actually my gift that I bring. The other piece is to not try to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. Be yourself. And, you know, have those moments where you actually sit down and say, and you can just whisper it to yourself. What do I like? What what am I good at? Yeah. So let me just ask you one final question. If you were to give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be and why? I would tell myself it all works out in the end. And I think the reason why I would say that to myself is I used to really worry, is it going to work out? Is this going to be okay? This decision that I've made, this career, this chance that I'm taking, I always felt like the bottom was going to drop out. You know, like you're going to like, oh, it's going to be a disaster. And I wish I had said, or I wish I had known within myself that it's going to be fine. Like no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's going to be fine. And I, I think I look at things like that now, but then I definitely didn't. And sometimes I didn't take chances because I was worried if it was going to work out and maybe lost opportunities or, you know, it took a little longer to gain that, that confidence. And so I wish I could go back and be like, Hey, Sarah, don't worry. It's going to be fine, girl. (laughs) You're going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. Trust yourself. Be your own superhero. So um, on that note, Sarah, I'm going to leave that there about reminding our listeners that we can be our own superheroes and that's going to be great. Right. So I want to say a huge thank you for taking the time out for speaking to us. And um, yeah, definitely looking forward to speaking to you again on one of our other podcasts in the future. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Oh, Debs, that's so inspiring listening to her talk about that. I just love all that language about playing to your superhero strength. So come on then, as always, the world of coaching is converting dreams to action. What would your call to action be this week? So my calls to action this week and to unleash your superhero strengths would be to think about what are your top three super strengths? And the second one would be, and what environment will help you unlock them? Love it. My share the secret call to action this week will be think of someone in your life who you know really tries hard to fit in and doesn't need to anymore. And actually, maybe just listening to people like Sarah, our amazing guest this week, it just inspires us to be able to disrupt our thinking, as you say, and be able to think about different ways that we can unlock that natural calling. So think of someone in your life who you know has maybe struggled or is still struggling with trying to fit in. Maybe actually it's about thinking about what will fit them. What a great way to Mm, reframe that. Um, Really excited about next week, Debs. So in our final part of our focus on to be human is to be different, linking actually somewhat with what Sarah was talking about, about working um, and being dyslexic and, and what that has meant for her and how she's been able to play to that as a strength. We thought it'd be interesting, didn't we, to have a look at the kind of the long game with this. So we've got a guest next week who um, has worked as a head teacher in schools for a number of years, who's going to give us an overview on what is happening in schools right now that gives us a bit of a heads up as to what is likely to be coming into the world of work 
over the next three to five years. So anyone here who's planning to be in the world of work or being a leader, particularly in the world of work um, in the next three to five years, I think that'd be a really interesting one because whatever is going on in the schools right now will be hitting your recruitment pipeline, um, you know, imminently. So uh, we look forward to you joining us on that one. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. Deb, look after yourself. Love Love you. you. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach. Secrets from a Coach.